0: My name is Leah Vajere and welcome to the Fully Accountable podcast. Wow, already Nova is already starting to chew up on stuff here in the office. Hopefully the mic is not picking up on that, but um, we will see. I currently have two animals here in the office, so buckle up guys. Um, it might be a little bit of some interruptions or a little bit of background noise. I have Mr. Atticus sitting on my lap here. He decided to join me right before I hit record. And Miss Nova is underneath my desk where she usually likes to hang out because uh, she cannot stand to be away from me for more than uh, about an hour. Um, she's actually really good in the car. I take her everywhere with me, like including like if I go to the gym, I literally leave her in my car. She like sleeps, you know. Choose a bone, hangs out, whatever. Doesn't wreck anything in my car, thank goodness. And we will wait patiently. And that seems to do, she seems to be so much more at ease um, with that than Verse. if I were to leave her at home. And uh, I don't do tra- uh, crate training. I just, I don't know. I don't believe in that. And also, honestly, I don't even want to say I don't believe in that because I don't know much about it. But I can just tell you, knowing my animal, they would, she would not like that. She would be so upset. So um, she comes everywhere with me. And I mean, one of the bonuses of working for yourself, uh, that's, you know, not a bad thing. It's actually a huge benefit and I love it. Um, The one side uh, that is I guess a side effect or I don't even want to say a downside but like a reality is you have this fucking animal that you have to care for all the time because they're always with you so I have find myself um which is obviously the lesson she's here to teach me I find myself getting uh, frustrated because I need to get work done. And like, you know, the momentum of the business and your income is all on your shoulders when you're an entrepreneur and it's all coming down on you and what you produce. Um, And so when you have this like animal that needs attention and has like their own agenda, it's pretty easy to like displace, um, I guess, frustrations onto that animal when really It might just be frustrations within yourself or most likely is just frustrations within yourself and stress that you're putting on yourself to, you know, make something, quote unquote, make something happen with your business. Um, It's I feel like if I was working like a nine to five job um, working for someone else, it wouldn't feel so frustrating because like the financial responsibility of the company isn't on my shoulders, I just have a job that I need to do. So it's very interesting, um, the feelings that these animals can bring up in us, uh, especially like if we're mindful of it. Um, I know last week it was quite uh, a wild ride uh, for me, like just energetically, like emotionally a little bit, you know, here and there. Nothing crazy, but I just felt like a lot of the intensities of the energies coming forth. And um Nova was feeling very triggering to me. And I, you know, had a day where it just like wasn't a good day. And I was like short with her. And then when I would be short with her, I'd be super like frustrated with myself and then that led me into like this low frequency spiral and so I like told myself I was like all right enough is enough I'm going to make some changes I clearly need to adapt my routine and my way of um my day-to-day you know expectations I need to adapt to her and her schedule and I need to do something that works well with us because again she is a puppy I've never owned a puppy before I've never even honestly taken care of a dog full time like I've only ever had cats and specifically like Atticus who was already like full grown by the time I got him um and so this is all very very new to me and it's not like she's a difficult pup at all I feed her um raw food so Like any of you out there listening who have a dog or is thinking about getting a dog, I highly recommend feeding them raw. And when I say raw, I don't mean the fucking tubed meat in the grocery store. I mean, you're going to Costco, you're getting the packs of chicken and chicken thighs, liver, gizzards, hearts, (laughs) all the things and you're like you know chopping it up or throwing it in a meat grinder and making your own dog food for for your animals. Um, I highly recommend it. It is like fucking a game changer uh, for dogs in general especially for puppies because even if you have like most high quality puppy food um, which I bought because I figured, um, you know, like I could have kibble on the side for when we're like traveling and, you know, we're in a pinch kind of like you a parent would do with like, I don't know, a chocolate covered granola bar or something. You're like, it's healthy, it's granola, but it's also coated in chocolate. Um, You, you know, it's like having that thing, that little snack in a pinch. Well, I will fucking never do that again. No way. Uh, My dog was so hyper, so on edge, so just crazy wild woman. I couldn't get any work done. So it was basically pointless. Um, I you know it would have been better spent my time going home and getting her her raw food meal and then doing work from there versus trying to stay on the go and have her eat some kibble because she was just a complete distraction the whole time so um, and the kibble I fed her was directly from like a local pet store who sources their kibble from a manufacturer that they know personally so it's like no older than like three weeks maybe six weeks old from the time it's like been that killed and processed and you know dehydrated into little kibble bits I don't I don't know the process honestly um, but they put any kind of kibble they put in these like additives I'll have to get the wording for it I can't remember it starts with a t and um, it's tryptophan I'm, I'm not sure but it's something where it's just like crack for puppies and um my neighbor who runs an Instagram account called little rogue farm she talks about that and she actually is the one who taught my mom and me how to feed our dogs raw and she's got a lot of good information on there they're like um local homesteaders and um they have I think five dogs and they feed them all raw and it's definitely it's totally cost effective um they you know eat a wonderful meal um they eat the eggs from the chickens that they have on their land um you know they raise their own meat um they do go to the butcher I think for their dog's meat but again it's um just like um kind of like a way a changing of your own patterns. And at first, you know, I you can feel resistant to it. Like I was feeling resistant, you know, I have this new animal in my life and I was feeling resistant to obviously I need to change shit up because this new animal is in my life, but like I was feeling resistant and then getting frustrated when she wasn't fitting into my life versus us kind of coming to our own new life together. Um, that was really what it came down to. You know, it's like I was trying to make her fit perfectly into my existing life and my existing routine and my existing, you know, way of doing things versus, you know, meeting her um where she's at and us adjusting our lives together so we could have a nice routine together. So I had like that really bad day. Um, it was just like emotional and stuff and I you know, just got real with myself, and I said, "You know, Leia, you need to like put on your big girl panties, and you need to like get this figured out." Um, I like saying that because my grandma always says that, <laughs> and um, so I was just like, set a timer on your phone every hour. You get up from your computer, you get the puppy you get you know you have treats on hand and we just go out every hour on the hour and if she pees great if she doesn't okay and i ha- started to have these little um dog treats on hand they're just like honestly like goldfish snacks like they're just these little dry treats and they work perfect i now have them in all my pants or my jackets or my sweaters or whatever i constantly have a handful on hand And anytime she's beside me, she gets a treat. Anytime she listens, she gets a treat. We go outside, she pees, she gets a treat, you know, constantly. And I know, like, I kind of knew that, but I didn't know how much, like, you needed to use um, the treat reward system (laughs) for a puppy. Like, I knew you were supposed to use the the treats and training and stuff, but, like, I severely underestimated how much that, like, positive um, reinforcement actually worked, And the other thing which I found very, very, very interesting is the fact that like um, when I meet Nova with love and respect in the tone of my voice, you know, in patience, I, you know, it stays calm, but firm and just even, even keel. um, When I, when I act in that manner, her behavior changes you know it might take a couple of commands or a couple tries but like the behavior changes and the behavior is changing quicker and quicker versus on that day and the day before like that i had those um more like shortness those uh short bits with her i it was almost like fucking meeting fire with fire and it did not work at all like not on her not at all it was like oh you're gonna be riled up I'm gonna be riled up and she would just like meet my fire with more fire and so I quickly you know there was no behaviors being changed um she's getting you know aggressive I'm getting annoyed and short with her and I nothing's getting changed and so I just needed to trust, you know, because we're so programmed in like this authoritative way of being, especially with animals. We're so programmed to be like dominant and, you know, do that like yelling and that, hey, stop it, quit it, you know, and people do that with kids and like, I don't have kids. So like, I understand like, when we have those short fuses that can happen especially if you haven't done any healing and that's how you were raised and that's how you were spoken to or that's how you saw other animals being spoken to of course you would default to that you know it takes like actual conceited effort to you know be aware of these things and then it's like working a new muscle and then if you want to you know change that pattern so that's kind of what I what I found with myself and her, it's like I needed to trust that this more compassionate, unconditionally loving, um, just calm way of being with her. I needed to trust, like just keep showing up, keep repeating that, keep doing that, and just trust that the behavior will eventually change. And and it did, and it is, and it's working really really well. And I think you know, it's just really great for me to see that because it's honestly just going to trickle into all different areas of my life especially with having patience with other people having patience with myself you know eventually one day having patience with my own children like it it's almost showing me life proof in this like these short little interactions with my own dog that is such a gift. Because then I can extend that into other areas, you know, of my life. And um, I'm just, you know, definitely grateful for that. And I've been, we've been following this routine now for a week. And it's been really good. She's definitely improved um, with like being on her leash and you know, not having any accidents in the house. They still happen from time to time, especially when she's around other dogs and she gets super, like, riled up. It's like, (laughs) it's like a little kid where they'll hold their pee because they're just having so much fun playing. And then once everything, like, calms down, then they, like, you know, end up, like, you know, peeing their pants or something. So, (laughs) anyways, it's interesting. Um... It's interesting to see her and how she's responding to my energy and you know all of that. Um, yeah, when I when I got her, I knew she was a a gift, and she's definitely been teaching me a lot of lot of things. And honest, and she's totally like shaken up my life in the best possible in the best possible way um, in the last like three weeks to I guess we're already yeah only three weeks honestly maybe four weeks yeah I've had her probably for four four to five weeks now um it's just wild so anyways that's my little journey update of what's been going on between Nova and I and um you know, just being accountable of like always being willing to look at your actions and change and improve and do more and do better, right? Like that's the key thing. We can talk about it all day long and we can, you know, read all the books and we can, you know, watch like the motivational fucking speakers on YouTube or whatever saying what they're gonna say. But like if you're not actually doing any of the work, like I don't care like it doesn't like that doesn't matter you know it's whatever whatever you are listening to is great like whatever you're listening to is great if it's helping you motivating you and everything but if you are not taking actual concrete action then what's the point like literally what's the point it's kind of uh, I think like a lot of people fall into that routine of just like gathering information And never putting it into action, um, which, you know, is just going to prolong you on the hamster wheel that you're currently on, right? So it's, it's interesting. And for me, I'm very, very action oriented, um, probably almost like a little bit too much. (laughs) I have, I feel like for myself, I need to pump the brakes and if I have an idea or I want to go do something and I get a sign that I maybe shouldn't I'm working really hard on trying to notice those signs right off the get-go and and listen to them and um, one example of that is um, I got in a car accident this summer it was in August and it was so interesting because I was driving this new truck. We, I got this new landscaping truck and it was big, like bigger than uh, what I was used to driving previously. You know, before I was driving like an F-150. It's just, if you don't know trucks, it's just honestly like a typical work truck, like nothing crazy, you know, four, four-door F-150, regular standard side bed you know easy to drive and uh, nothing too crazy. Well ended up selling that truck and upgrading to a 250 which had a way long uh, like a longer bed like a 10 foot bed and um, it was just it was just more truck it was much bigger and the reason why uh, we got the 250 is because it can tow more so when you're in landscaping you're towing trailers you're hauling rock you're hauling mulch you're hauling dirt and so um, it's nice to be or you're hauling equipment like it's just nice to have the option to be able to tow bigger stuff and in theory you know that sounds good that sounds you know smart whatever but the reality is is like I'm limited in my uh, skill level in what I can drive and what I could even fucking be towing and you know Anything an F-150 like can't tow, I have no business towing. Like that's kind of like the, the lesson, the moral of the story here is like, you know, know your limits. So anyways, I had this new truck, I was kind of getting used to it and that's, you know, kind of beside the point of having, you know, this accident or whatever. But um, I had been out on site working and everything like that and then in the evenings I was meeting with a personal trainer at the local gym. So I got home from, uh, not home, I got to our shop um, after work, you know, showered, got changed into my gym clothes. Um, but like before that, sorry, I need to back up why I'm telling you this. Um, the, the reason why I'm telling you this story is because I got three very, very distinct signs that I shouldn't be going to the gym. First sign was I got off work And I go to the shop and the door is locked and I don't have my fucking keys. So there's roadblock number one, locked out of the shop. And I literally had the thought, ah, fuck it. I should just like, because my keys were locked inside. I was like, ah, fuck it. I should just go home. Um, But then I was like, no, you can't cancel out on your trainer. You know, don't be rude kind of thing. So I'm like, okay. So I went around and I found the spare key, got in. Okay got into the shop. All right. So I go upstairs, go up to, um, I'm going up to my office. Door number two locked. I didn't lock it. That door never locks. It's always open. Roadblock number two. And why that's a roadblock is because my gym clothes, my gym shoes, everything is on the other side of that door in my office. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I remember when I hit roadblock number two, I was like, uh, maybe I shouldn't go, you know, like maybe I shouldn't go to the gym. Or I said, like, is this a sign? Like, am I not supposed to go to the gym? And then my ego, my brain kicked in and said, no, don't be lazy. You know, you need to go stay committed. You got it. Even when you're tired and you worked a full day, like you still got to show up and go to the gym. So what did I do? I found a workaround and I got through that door, got to my gym clothes, you know, got everything, whatever put everything on. And then number three was like my, this isn't something, or my trainer um, messaged me asking if I could meet her a little bit earlier. And I had like a gut feeling that I should just say, no, I, you know, let's stick to the original time because I was kind of having like a little bit of a relaxed time before going to the gym. But then I was like, fuck it get it over with, get it done. And so go in, <laughs> get in my truck, start heading towards the gym and no like freaking five minutes later, a woman runs a stop sign at a intersection that I'm going through that I have the right away because I don't have a stop sign. She blows the stop sign and she barrels into me and takes out my passenger tire, which then kicks me into oncoming traffic where another car was there and I ended up hitting like t-bowing them and that spun my truck around and totaled my vehicle and all the airbags went off thank god thank goodness I was in a truck and I was nice and high up and um I was safe and I wear my seatbelt and everything like that but um as I like got out of the vehicle I knew that those signs were there for a reason and it was to try to prevent me from getting in this accident and I chose to ignore all of them and honestly like I've I've had different things like that not so much like an accident because that was a pretty big deal obviously my truck was totaled you know I had to get my neck checked out all the things Um, luckily you know I'm okay and everything is okay and fine and um I'm definitely very very lucky but the whole incident like didn't need to happen if I had just listened to they weren't even subtle signs like they were pretty fucking obvious and if I would have just given more weight to them um, I wouldn't have been in this situation. So you know that's been something that I've been trying to really just like honor and trust and like let go of like that mind part of like my, my natural reaction to things is like to figure it out, to push through, to keep going, to like brain my way through things when that is the exact opposite of what I need to be doing, especially to, you know, be operating how I want to be living my life, which is in a higher frequency that is in flow that is, you know, just open to receiving The messages and signs from the divine like that's how I'm choosing to live my life like that's why that's the kind of entrepreneur I want to be that's the way I want to you know run my business and live my day-to-day life and um have my experiences and so by ignoring those things um and let like ignoring these signs from the universe especially when they um and I think the reason why I ignored those signs is because they were like kind of being an inconvenient to my plans. Um, I ended up having to, you know, pay the consequences. And that's been something where for me, it's like being that action driven, task focused person. My lessons in life has been pulling back and going within and slowing my pace down, where a lot of other people, it's more so like, almost the opposite, like they got to dive in, they got to take action, they got to stop procrastinating. Um, My uh, way of being is, is the opposite of that. And so I think it's, uh, it's really important to take some time to kind of like reflect on what is your natural state? What are you, t- what kind of person are you typically? Are you more like me where, you know, you're changing and taking action and, um, you know, like shooting from the hip too much where you're fucking, you end up like kind of spiraling or creating um issues for yourself that are super unnecessary because you ignored your intuition. Like if that's you, like then perhaps, you know, you got to, take a beat and step back and start thinking things through more methodically and you know listening to that little whisper within you and seeing what happens right like that's kind of where I'm at where when I see these little whispers kind of happen or uh, these insights and I listen to it I I see the the life proof or the the benefits happen quite quickly afterwards and um, it's very, very interesting. So I don't know why I haven't been listening to them more often. But again, it's like, it's like I'm working a muscle and it's been something, I don't know, for myself that I have definitely had to work on. Um, And so anyways, like kind of getting back to what I was talking about previously is just like, just taking accountability for, you know, actually making change in your life. So, you know, with myself, like I didn't listen to those voices and or those signs Jesus honestly like telling me don't go to the gym. I ignored that. Well, this is what happened. So, you know, now moving forward, there's been other incidents where I've gotten those little whispers, those little like nudges and I have listened and, you know, things just turn out a lot more peaceful and Calm, and I just I know, uh, and it's just like my life feels so much more in flow. And so with like Nova and my whole interaction with her, and knowing I needed to change up my routine, you know that was the message, and I took action and um, started, you know, doing um, more of a routine that works with her and her schedule and her and I have been getting, you know, along really, really well, and she's happier, and so when she's happy, I'm happy, right, and it's been really, and it hasn't been any, like, sweat off my back, really, like, yeah, do I have to get up and out of my chair, like, every hour to let her out? Sure, yeah, but... I should be doing that anyways I should be moving my body and not staying in front of a computer for an hour a day right um and so it's just it's been really really good and I just you know I've been kind of contemplating you know what else I want to chat with you guys um on this podcast uh, for this week, because I finished my book um, that I had talked to you guys about a couple weeks ago, The Magic of Thinking Big by David Schwartz. Um, and it was a really good read, honestly, like there is quite a bit of stuff out of there that I I thought was really beneficial and kind of gave me food for thought. And obviously, there's some things in there that I didn't typically care for but like overall like good book good read and it really kept me engaged the whole time um, reading it and so um, one thing that like stood out to me um, which is kind of it was right at the end of the book and it was all about like preparing yourself for the detours that are going to arise in life. And, um, and that can be like applied to like everything and anything, right? Um, and so what he said, he was like, prepare to take detours in stride. If you were driving down a road and you come to a road closed situation, you wouldn't just camp there, nor would you just turn around and go back home. You would simply find another road to take you to where you wanted to go. And I was like, huh, that is so simple and so right, especially when it comes to like business where, you know, detours are going to happen. Setbacks are going to happen. Um, but it doesn't mean we need to just turn around and go home. Like if we, like you said, we're driving in our car and we came up Cross, you know so a construction sign that said road closed we wouldn't say well fuck me trips over better go back home no we would reverse turn around and we would just find the next road over to cut across no big deal like no big deal and I think especially like with with business and growing a business and taking you know expanding and like taking chances on on yourself on your company launching a new product, rebranding a new product, um, you know, a new sales strategy, whatever the fuck you're doing, like you are probably going to come up uh, up against a couple different setbacks, but it doesn't mean you necessarily are going to give up. And I think just keeping your mind in that sort of state of being really really helps you from spiraling and letting these little minor setbacks or big setbacks um, you know take you over and lower your frequency Uh, because again like everything um, we have to work daily to keep our frequency feeling high and when we aren't when our emotions are reactive when we feel like we're getting pulled down when we are you know not being our best self like we you need to take concrete steps to change that to tell yourself to cut it out to stop and to you know change your pattern of thinking and just get that bird's eye view and realize like it's not that big of a deal like you can handle this you can fix it. You can you can change your route, your direction and not be afraid to do so. It's just but it's up to you to take the action and do it, right? Um and so it's just like he said some other things too that I thought were really um kind of important especially if you're contemplating this notion of not, you know, taking detours and stride and not letting them derail you or make you stop what you're doing and just turn around and go home. And that was his whole notion of having the mindset of pushing for progress. So we always hear that, you know, progress um, in the economy or pushing for prog- progress and, you know, in the world on a greater scale. But like, what about pushing for progress in your own life? or pushing for progress in your own standards of living and, and your own, you know, for your own family, for your own personal standards, for your own personal uh, goals, for how you're showing up at work. Like, why not actually push for progress and like, not be afraid to do it, not be afraid that, you know, you're, gonna look a certain way at work if you are you know showing up and trying to do your best and like not worrying about what the other people are saying like you don't have to keep yourself small because everybody else is fucking comfortable being small you can push for progress, you can be big, you can be, you can outshine everyone, you can try your hardest, you can go after it, you can be a know-it-all and like, you know, like just keep going forward and be excited about something and like, and just, you know, put your head down and work and, and achieve whatever you want to achieve and not give a fuck about what everybody else is doing because they're comfortable in that state of being. You don't have to be that. And like, And so that's where he said, he's like, think uh, improvement in everything you do and think high standards in everything you do. So, and that's like everything, you know, like for me, it was like thinking in a way that I could improve this situation with Nova. And um, it was also about thinking in like the higher standards I have for myself as a human and not wanting to be reactive towards my dog I had those two frames of mind at like top of mind I guess and I took action to complement that right like to to follow in alignment with that way of being Um, and the same thing is like with work you know like showing up, even if it's not your fucking dream job, even if it's just a bridge job, like a job that you're doing right now until something bigger comes along or that your business idea takes off or you're you know, like you you figure out what you actually want to do with your life, um, that you're passionate about, like, even if with your fucking bridge job, like show up and take it with an attitude of how can I improve you know, this workplace, how can I improve my job? How can I, how can I just be like a better employee? Like, how can I be an improvement here? And have high standards for yourself in your quality of work and how efficient you are in, you know, just like doing a good fucking job. And like, again, even if it's like a fucking bridge job that you don't necessarily care about, like you should care, like you should care about everything you're doing, whether it's, um, working a part-time job or whether it's like putting all your, yourself into your company, like you should care. And I get like, it's easy to lose sight of that. Cause I know for myself, like I totally have lost sight of that. You know, I, I I've totally lost sight of that in, um, corporate jobs that I've worked at. You know, I've talked about that in a couple episodes before of just like, just kind of bullshitting and not showing up and showing out at uh, one corporate job because I was not aligned to be there and I guess that's like with the caveat of like if you have a, a goal in mind and you're at this bridge job and you know it's just temporary it's very easy to keep an upbeat positive attitude and show up and do your best at it because you know it's not forever. For me at my carpet job, I didn't have anything else on the horizon. I didn't have any, like, I didn't know I was going to do my company, Earth Medicine, yet. Uh, You know, the product hadn't even been created yet. Um, I didn't know what I was going to be doing, you know, with my future. And so I was probably, I probably stayed there right, like, almost a little too long. Like, probably right at the tail end, I left just in the nick of time, I guess is what I'm trying to say, because I was getting very cynical and like, that is just a low shitty frequency to be in. And I don't want to be one of those people who operate in that frequency. And so, um, it was like, I knew it wasn't, uh, aligned and I didn't take, you know, I wasn't taking action to get myself out of there. Well, I mean, I did cause I, did get a job and I did get out of there but you know what I'm saying like there's those people who have been working in the same job for five years 10 years or fuck 30 years and they're so cynical and they're so just like in that lower just mediocre frequency that's kind of grumpy kind of um, you know gets hung up on the little details of things and they love to bitch and they you know they just get stressed over the stupid things at work um yeah that's all because they probably have overstayed their welcome at that job and they aren't doing something that is like filling fulfilling their soul's passion and that's super sad and like I don't think anybody listening to this podcast wants to be like that or wants to be in that kind of energy and so you know it's just always reminding yourself that um, if you show up and you think with improvement in everything you do and you think high standards in everything you do you're going your attitude's going to change and you're going to put out better quality work you're going to be a more efficient efficient worker and then also you're going to know your worth and you're going to know when to walk away from a job when it's no longer aligning with that that self-worth, you know, and which actually really um, ties in well with uh, something that my teacher Leanna Shante had said. Um, I was re-listening to one of her recordings and she said um, she kind of goes into playing playing small. Um, and you know what that means, you know, when you play small and you're playing it small, it's like you're not taking a chance. You're not, you know, I guess like meeting your full uh, potential um, and she c- goes through a list of what playing small looks like and she says um, playing small is not val- not valuing your worth not doing the things you're passionate about not honoring your natural cycles your personality or your working style and rhythm and being taken advantage of So what that means to me is when I'm playing small, it's because I don't know my own self-worth and I downplay my abilities, um, what I can bring to the table. Um, I just downplay my own, my own potential. Like I just downplay it all. Um, it also means that you know I'm staying in a work environment or doing a job that I am not passionate about but you know I'm physically capable of doing it and so I'll do it because there's the reward aka money at the end of it Um, so I'll just do it anyways and that you know was kind of happened to me when I was in my nine-to-five corporate job there was I did really really love it in the beginning until it was no longer aligned and yeah it was basically keeping that on because I wanted to have that financial security Um, and so and I get like so many people I think can basically um, relate to that where you know you're playing it small because you're in a job that isn't meeting or reaching your full potential um, and you're not passionate about it that's playing it small and then not honoring your natural cycles personality working styles and rhythms that is really that one really um hit home with me because for myself I do feel I've had to really um learn my my rhythm my working style and honor that of like what are my gifts and how am I best you know showing up in my company and how am I best suited to I guess just like operate in this world like what does how does God want me to operate in this world and it's going to look different than a lot of other people and um my my natural cycles of um ebbing and flowing and doing like sprinting and doing a lot of work and then taking some time off and like resting and recouping, recouping and going within and then sprinting and doing a lot of work and then resting and recouping. Like that's kind of more my vibe versus just a steady hum of work consistently. And I've tried to be the steady hum of working consistent because that feels safe. That feels productive. That is very common in today's society of like just showing up and doing some work, you know, every single day. And like that that whole just really even kilter, like that feels secure and safe. But I know for myself... I do really well in these like really intense work periods and then some time off, and then really work, intense work periods and some time off. And that's kind of, you know, I think why landscaping worked so well for me because it would be a couple weeks of just like 10, 15 hour days, whatever, and a physical labor. And then I'd have a couple weeks off where I could just do like design and, you know, get my shit together and then jump right back into it. So, Um, Yeah, that one one is definitely when I try to be something I'm not, um, I just end up producing mediocre work. And the last one, being taken advantage of. So again, that it links right back to not valuing your worth. Because when you value yourself and you value your self-worth... It's very hard to be taken advantage of. I mean, it does happen. I'm sure people try and I'm sure, you know, you can kind of allow it, but you see it. You see the writing on the wall and you know to walk away if they, you know, are, if they try to do it again or they disrespect a boundary or they don't honor your boundary or whatever it is. So, um, the whole being taken advantage of is, is a huge one because That comes with experience, I feel. That comes with um, discernment, having discernment. And um, it's something that, you know, you got to watch out for and be mindful of um, to not be so quick to like, you know, think everybody's out to get you, but also knowing that like, yeah, you you got to stand up for yourself and you got to make it known and you got to stand in your power and no one's here to save you or hold your hand or make shit happen for you. Like you got to do that. Like you got to buck up and you got to do that yourself and don't go bitching when, you know, life isn't turning out how you thought it was supposed to turn out. If you never got up and did something about it, right? Like if you if you just let everybody else dictate your life, and then at the when it all is said and done, you're not happy with the results, like I'm sorry, you have no one else to blame but yourself because you have to be an active participant in your own life. You have to actively make changes and make choices and you know stand by those choices even if they're right or wrong like you still have to stand by them and see how it plays out and I think like that's kind of been um, a struggle or a journey for anybody who's on uh, a healing path or a self-development path or a self-discovery path is like this whole notion of like making choices for yourself and sticking by those choices because it's like if you don't if you aren't an active participant in your own life like people will step in and you know kind of dictate your life for you like they're just it just will and I think I talked about that in another podcast because honestly like Leanne has talked about that in a couple different um th- Like modules of her own teachings. And it really, really just sticks out to me because I think there's just so many passive people out there who aren't, you know, actively taking charge of their lives because for whatever reason, they're scared you know, they have a spouse or a parent, you know, who does a really good job of kind of like calling the shots on everything. And it's just like, might feel easier to go with the flow and just see, you know, where their choices lead them. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you aren't happy with those where you're at, like you got to kind of start partaking in your own life. And, um, and don't be afraid if you make the wrong choice. Who cares? At least you made a choice, right? It's it's just always so, so interesting uh, to me. So I for me, obviously, I'm an active participant in my life. <laughs> I'm always, you know, trying to do things um, to better myself and hold myself accountable. And so like one thing um, from... Leanna Shante's 12D business school that I started doing a couple weeks ago is planning out my week in advance uh, on Saturday and then re kind of rejigging the format on Sunday. And um, that's been awesome. Really, really great. Um, And then another thing that I actually learned from this book, The um, Magic of Thinking Big, Um, is taking one hour of solitude a day to just like think and visualize and some of you might be like oh my god an hour I don't have an hour but like you guys it's so good and I do it I've done it on um like driving you know it doesn't have to necessarily be like sitting in your office um and doing the one hour in solitude but I, I did it driving because I do drive a lot and um, my phone fell like underneath my seat and I was just like oh I guess this is a sign to do that hour of solitude and I just turned off the radio and sat there with my thoughts and I just went full into um, like visualizing um, work and what needed to be done or what could be done. Um, I started you know visualizing my life I started visualizing my goals I started picturing my future I started you know thinking about where do I want to be in five years from now and and then I started thinking of um, just some current um, tasks at hand and like what would be the best to how to solve those and like information and answers just flooded into my brain and it was so nice it was so good and it really really raised up my frequency especially with the visualization of like the future and so I've been doing that and I I think I'm going to stick with it because um, it seems to really raise my frequency It really helps me for staying focused on my business and my own personal goals and what's important to me. And it keeps me off my phone. Like if you think about it, like an hour can go by so quickly and you just scrolled Instagram for an hour. Like, you know, replace that time with just going off uh, by yourself and being alone, no phone, no music, uh, nothing playing, and just, you know... A pen and paper and write what comes and just or sit there and daydream and think about the future and picture yourself in the future and what what are you doing you know what do you look like uh, what's your day-to-day what's the um, you know what kind of abundance are you living in and just sit with that and see and see how you feel because um, I think it's something really valuable and it also helped me with I don't want to say they're problems because I I don't really have any problems dealing with, but it helped me gain answers and insights into um, cool new ways I can, you know, be of service in my own company. And also too, it really was great for like reflecting, like reflecting on um, areas that I've like spent, uh, that I've invested in my business that haven't really turned out that great or it just you know like there wasn't any real like monetary return on it when there should have been because it was like a trade show or a buyer show or whatever else um it and there's I just like reflected on that and like were there any signs that maybe I shouldn't go to them and there were yep there were And, um, so that's interesting, uh, to, to see that there were signs, uh, that I shouldn't maybe go to these things and I ignored them and, you know, the results of going to those things kind of were lackluster. So I'm like, huh, that's super interesting. And I would have never came to that conclusion if I hadn't just given myself the space to think for an hour. And now like having that reflection, it's going to help me so much in moving forward in listening to those quiet voices because I have like that inventory of knowledge of like, hey, when I didn't, this is what happened or, um, you know, I got a sign similar like this before and I didn't listen and that ended up being a big waste of money or something like that, you know, whatever. I I really try not to... um, frame my mind as anything being a waste of money because obviously I've learned something there's always something you can take away from uh but you know what I mean right like um a lot of the times if you don't take uh if you don't have intentions and you don't set out kind of like a mental map for yourself I feel like in business a lot of the times it feels like you're just throwing fucking darts at a dartboard with the lights shut off right like you're just shooting and you don't really know where it's going you just hope it's gonna land on the target uh, versus taking making that space for yourself to really get creative with how you can be of service how you can show up reflecting on past fails um, and wins and and then that kind of like slowly turns on the lights and you start to see the target or you start to see the dartboard a little bit more clear it makes it easier for those tasks that you want to um, implement they seem a lot more clear and I feel like they have a better direction in helping you land on the target that you want to land on Um, so yeah it's it's definitely um, been a benefit to me Uh, so if you do have an hour, whether it's, like, driving or going for a walk or something like that, try it out with just no music, no nothing. I personally, I like writing, so I like having a pen and paper. I will do the thinking on a drive and stuff like that when I have to, but, um, I do, I do, like, just sitting in my office and and thinking or sitting in the sun and giving myself that space because, um it's just been super beneficial but I wanted to also go over some action steps that this book also um, outlines with the the magic of thinking big so if you're kind of um, you know new new to this realm of like development and stuff like that and you are very much like okay I want I want like a workbook or I want like an action step or something I found uh, these super, um, Cool and very clear and easy for anybody to start no matter what level you're at. So he's got some action steps and um, the first one is get a clear fix on where you want to go. Create an image of yourself 10 years from now. Number two, write out your 10-year plan. Your life is too important to be left to chance. Put on paper what you want to accomplish in your work, your home, and your social Departments. Three, surrender yourself to your desires. Set goals to get more energy. Set goals to get things done. Set goals and discover the real enjoyment of living. Number four, let your major goal be your automatic pilot. When you let your goal absorb you, you'll find yourself making the right decisions to reach your goal. Number five, Achieve your goal one step at a time. Regard each task you perform, regardless of how small it may seem, as a step towards your goal. So that just means like you know celebrate every single goal you uh, you achieve. Number six, build thirty day goals. Day by day efforts pay off. Number seven, take detours in stride. A detour simply means another route. It should never mean surrendering the goal. Number eight, invest in yourself. Purchase those things that build mental power and efficiency. Invest in education. Invest in idea starters. So I think that last one is really, really important. Um, Investing in yourself. And um, that can be in a monetary sense of like investing in a program and investing in a class you know, a, a journal that you want to subscribe to that has great information that can help you be better in your industry. Um, but it also can mean investing time. Like that, so like taking that hour a day where my phone's on do not disturb or in the other room, like that's me investing in myself. Or if I, you know, take my my morning meditation and it's like that those 30 minutes that's me investing in myself or if it's anything to do with health. So like buying the supplements or, you know, taking the time to juice and make, you know, prep myself with juice. Um, that's all also like an investment in myself. So it doesn't always need to necessarily mean um, buying something. You can start like, and you know, if, if funds are tight and you're on a budget, you can just play out those uh, eight things, write them all down in a notebook, start writing it all out and taking that time out in nature and out in natural sunlight and taking that hour to yourself to like start visualizing that future, those plans, like stuff is going to start happening, you know, like it's, it's that simple. Like literally a notebook and an hour to yourself is... A great place to to start with um, taking action in your own life so hopefully that um, kind of resonates with you guys and uh, it's been really really great chatting with you this week I mean we're already coming up on an hour and um, again this book um, I recommend if you you know like reading these kind of things um, the magic of thinking big by David Schwartz you know it's a good one um, I'm not gonna live and die by it but there was definitely some awesome insights from it and I really enjoyed it and I hope uh, you got some key takeaways t- key takeaways from it as well. Um and I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. I am heading to Florida on Monday. I am so excited. I'm going to be seeing a lot of my girlfriends there and I'm going to be doing uh, some business there because earth medicine is fucking popping off out of, in the sunshine. Is it the sunset? sunshine state? I don't know. Maybe that's California. Whatever. Um I'm so excited to be going to Florida and seeing all my girlies and doing some work and getting earth medicine um out in the golf industry out there and meeting some contacts out there. So it's gonna be all good things. So I'm definitely gonna be trying to get out a podcast um next week. I mean it's gonna be Thanksgiving, so maybe I'll just honestly miss it. I mean it's fucking Thanksgiving. Like you guys are all gonna be busy doing your own thing anyways, so Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode. Um, Definitely, you know, send me any kind of feedback that you have or any kind of topics you ever want to talk about. I think it's always so great when I hear from all of you and it always gives me inspiration on what I need to talk about like for the following week. So I hope you guys have an amazing weekend and a great um, rest of your week. And I will chat with you all very soon. Have a good one.